0: Here's to the finest crew in Starfleet. Engage. Watch your back, Charlie.
1: Hello. I'm Captain
0: Captain Janeway of the USS Voyager.
1: I'm Captain Captain Janeway of the USS Voyager. Do it. Captain
0: Captain... Welcome to The Greatest Generation. It's a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. I'm Ben Harrison.
1: I'm Adam Pranica with my not completely silent co-host, Ripley.
0: <laughs> Ripley, why don't you say hi?
1: This is the first wow. show since Halloween that I have attempted to record with Ripley in the room. You may remember that one failed recording Ben yeah i uh yes. I was either on the verge of tears or actually crying because I was so frustrated <laughs> with the puppy situation blowing a couple of recording days for us, but she's back, yeah, and she's got a chewy hey. And uh, this thing might just work.
0: That's great. Darwin is actually here as well, he, so hopefully he can uh, serve as a, a role model. He, being a seven year old boy, is a sleepyhead now. Yeah, barely ever wants to go on a walk in the morning. Like, <laughs> it used to be used to be that I would walk this dog like, between 5 and 10 miles every day. And I try to take him on a morning walk now, and he does his business and then just starts hauling as hard as he can back toward the house. That's amazing. (laughs) Like, most of the exercise he gets before noon is just, like, the the physical work of pulling (laughs) my body weight toward our house. (laughs) So you're saying uh, I have only six and a
1: half more years to go until... That blessed time, and then
0: it just throws a switch, and that pooch will calm down. Wow,
1: that's amazing! I think I can make it.
0: It was actually really amazing how suddenly he changed. Like right around the time he turned seven, he just <laughs> kind of became a much lazier dog.
1: <laughs> I've been surprised at how quickly the the six month you know bad puppy phase was accurate. You know, yeah, like I had heard you're going to do great with housebreaking. She's gonna take to commands easy and training and all that. But then at around six months, there's gonna be a regression. So watch out for that. <laughs> and almost to the day at six months, shit wow. started falling apart again. <laughs> and we're back to like waking up a couple times per night to take her out and, and all yeah. the rest. So Oh man. Uh excited to see what the next hour and change portends for us.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's me. Adam his semi-silent co-host my totally silent co-host and Adam's mind that is a complete mess <laughs> I'm sure you know the
1: the feeling the the kind of cord management you need to do when there's a puppy in your in your
0: studio oh yeah
1: is a lot I thought I had them managed before
0: famously we were recording an episode of let's drink about it back in the day when when Darwin was a puppy and he got under the coffee table and chewed through one of the mic cables. Yeah. Cut us off mid episode.
1: Ripley chewed through a coax cable in our bedroom and we were like, "Why aren't we getting any channels anymore? This is weird." <laughs> and it was straight out of Gremlins, like when the Gremlins chew through the clock radio yeah. cable. Like it looked exactly like that.
0: It's amazing what these animals are willing to chew.
1: Hey, look, she got up on the on the couch.
0: Be my guest. Hey, what a cutie. What a cutie pie.
1: I have a class two rating.
0: Well, do you want to? Uh, I we just bought this package of Star Trek cards off eBay. Got a whole bunch of Star Trek Voyager trading cards here. Any interest in uh, going to card war with me, my friend?
1: Oh yeah, let's let's go back once more into the breach.
0: <laughs> We're at war. There's been no formal declaration of war.
1: Maybe this trick bring us some luck.
0: That nonsense is centuries behind us. War! Go
1: to war! Yeah, uh, what we've got for the purposes of this game are the Series 2 Collector cards. And I don't know about you, Ben, but I have three different flavors of these packages.
0: Yeah, I bought a, a selection of sealed in package cards. It says that there are eight cards plus one tattoo per pack. Hell yeah. These are from the Skybox Company. Oh, and it's a, uh, advertising an easy open tab here. What is it talking about?
1: I hope the the Skybox name means that all of these Star Trek Voyager cards will make our characters look like they're playing basketball in
0: the late 90s. <laughs>
1: I love those era of basketball cards. Yeah. I've selected a pack with the Doctor, Kess, and Neelix on the front. Oh, that's what i selected as well. Where's the easy open tab?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's talking about. I don't see any tab. You gotta buy something first if you want a tab. <laughs> My tattoo is uh, probably the most obvious tattoo that you would include in a pack of Star Trek Voyager trading cards, Adam. It's the Chicote over the eye tattoo. Yeah, me too. I got the same one. <laughs> is that the only
1: tattoo they said they gave you? It looks little. Like it looks like like for a little kid's face.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's for kid face for sure, which is embarrassing.
1: You'll love the um, Michael Westmore designed by credit on this. <laughs> like, he's got a great agent. Anything yeah. <laughs> having the Chakotay tattoo has got to have my name on it. <laughs> or it's not a Michael Westmore official.
0: <laughs> what do you say we flip over a card here, my friend? Let's
1: do it. There's a lot of like other paperwork in these packs.
0: Yeah, there is. Okay, right. I'm uh I'm ready to flip. Three, two,
1: one. Oh, mine are stuck together, are yours?
0: No, mine are not. Uh, Ew. I, I
1: couldn't uh, I couldn't I couldn't release it, but now I have.
0: You get sticky cards, gross. My card is just a screenshot from Caretaker Part One, episode one oh one of uh Star Trek Voyager, and it's a shot of ensign kim tom paris and one of the ladies from the like oldie timey oh yeah farmhouse sim that the caretaker brought them into yeah and harry kim is holding a tricorder up to this lady so uh seems like uh he's doing some scanning
1: sure yeah i mean who knows if that's gonna beat the cloud <laughs> is the front of your card is the only thing on it a star date Yes. Or is it an episode title? That's an interesting choice they made
0: to organize these by Stardate. Yeah. It says Caretaker Part 1 on the back.
1: I'm sure we all remember the episode from Stardate 48546.2. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, I barely need to say anything else. Uh, that episode is The cleared. And, uh, yeah, it's just a picture of uh, the bridge crew on the bridge.
0: Wow. I really wanted to put the temporary tattoo on from the package on and take a picture and send it to bill tilly to put on our social media but i don't think i can in good conscience do the Chicote tattoo
1: no no you can't (laughs) i I mean that's okay you could probably do that in private right (laughs) but the thing is that's how it goes the the pictures from the party always leak and then you're disgraced when after you've already entered politics right
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, It's just a huge bummer. I'm deeply sorry.
0: I recently watched an episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta with my wife, and it was a Halloween episode. And they had one of the characters showed up at the Halloween party in a very problematic Native American Uh style costume. Yeah. And the choice that the Bravo Television Network made was to cut around her the entire time. Like they did not show her in this costume at all because theoretically it was so offensive except for the like artwork of the episode on Hulu is a shot of her in the costume. Wow. It's a still of her in the costume. So they went all the trouble of editing around this, not showing her in it. And then they made that the, the icon of the episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they really... I mean, I was going to say, boy, they really fucked her over. But no, like,
0: she fucked herself over. She she, she is the one that made the horrible decision.
1: Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Well, too bad for her. <laughs> All right. Let's flip over another card, Ben. Actually, who okay. won? Do we know?
0: Oh, man. What's on the picture of yours? It's it's, it's like just the, the crew, it's right? It's just the
1: crew on the bridge.
0: I feel like, uh, oh, man, like, that's kind of interesting. You've got the entire main cast minus Tom and Harry. Yeah. And... Oh, and Neelix and Cass. Mm -hmm. And I have Tom and Harry, but with a babe. A total babe. What wins? (laughs) I think we got to give it to the babe, right? Let's hear it for the babe. (laughs) All right, let's flip another one over. Okay.
1: Three, two, one. (laughs) Oh boy, this is just confusing, Ben. Mm. I don't know if you and the viewers can, can see what this is.
0: Oh, is it like rocks out the window? (laughs) This appears to be a
1: puzzle piece.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: On the back, it says on screen scenes. (laughs) And uh, it shows the larger version of what this would assemble into. And it looks like just a a tractor beam being shot at another ship.
0: (laughs) What I've got is a card in the category of 24th Tech, which is... uh, I guess a series of cards within these packages. This one is for memory engrams and it's uh, one of those bird head people, the, oh, yeah. the people with the, with the feathers on their heads. Uh, that who looks like
1: a special card.
0: We're forcing Tom Paris to remember the murder that they had accused him of doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so memory engrams is my card.
1: I mean, I think just because mine is so inscrutable, you could hardly even call it a card. Yeah. Uh I That's... think yours is yours has got to be the winner.
0: Okay. Do you wanna do best of three or best of five? Have I already won or do you still have a shot?
1: Let's go for one more.
0: Okay. Let's see what we get. Three, two, one. Okay, what I've got here is another stardate card. This one is of a, a close up of Neelix in a clip show device. Oh, this is the episode about the phage. This is the episode that introduced the Vidians, I guess.
1: Oh, right, and uh, and no-lungs Neelix, right?
0: Yeah, they had to give him hollow lungs. I like the picture on the back a lot. It's the moment that Neelix gets the lungs beamed out of his birdie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what I got. What did you get?
1: I've got a dog that is being loud because she ate her entire... Two stick and and I think I need to give her another one. That's what it's gonna take bribery. Yeah My card is less of a card and more of an assignment (laughs) Okay, because it is a trivia contest card. (laughs) That's just what you need. You like that. Yeah, here's the question It's the game within a game Ben. I love this. You're already ahead on in card war How about if you get this right you'll obviously win card war, but if you get it wrong, You lose, Card War, and I automatically
0: win. What do you think of that? Please don't tell me the cost of losing is putting on the temporary tattoo.
1: (laughs) I promise I won't take a picture. I cannot change the decisions I made. (laughs) Ben, the question is this. As he died, the entity known to the Ocampa as the caretaker revealed to Captain Janeway and Lieutenant Tuvok that his reason for bringing them here was to... A. Use their technology to augment the Ocampa water supply. B. Hmm find his companion, the missing caretaker, or C, procreate a replacement? I think it was C. Didn't he want to fuck? Ben, this card does not have an answer (laughs) to these questions. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's Uh, definitely not A. We can get rid of A. Oh, you know what? I think it's B, isn't it? Isn't it finding his companion? Isn't that... I mean...
0: People are screaming at their podcatchers. I'm seeing on some of this extra paperwork that was included in these um, oh in these packages that you you answer these and you send it in and then it's like a contest question I guess.
1: four yeah oh shit this is so embarrassing.
0: <laughs> well, here's what I'm gonna do, Ben. I'm going. I to- think what you can win is a enterprise A. Why the fuck would you want that if you? Oh, no, this is just send us $37 and we'll send you a USS Enterprise model.
1: All right, Ben, you've said your answer is C. And what I'm going to do Mm. is enter your answer onto the little sheet they give you in this package. Okay. And then mail it in (laughs) to the P.O. box that they're asking for. If you're one of the first 100 entries with all the correct answers drawn, uh, you're going to win a super-sized Sky Motion card from Star Trek Voyager Season 1. Series 2 with an approximate wow. retail value of thirty nine ninety five. within six to eight weeks after drawing. Cool. The drawing took place, Ben, July 1st, 1996. <laughs> I still might be within one of the first hundred though, right? I would argue that less than a hundred people did this. So I really like your chances. <laughs> Just as I like your chances of winning Card War today, which I think everyone can agree you have.
0: Oh, man. It feels so good to be back at war with you, Adam.
1: (laughs) I like that we are using Voyager cards now. Good stuff.
0: Fun. Uh, Do you want to get into the dankest episode of Star Trek Voyager, Adam?
1: Um, Now I'm beginning to wonder if I watched the wrong one. Sure.
0: (laughs) It's season four, episode 20. Mm. All right. Favorite son. (laughs) I mean, it is season three, though, right? Oh, fuck, it's season three. I wrote it down wrong. (laughs) It's not the dankest episode at all. Boy, if I fuck up two more times, I'm off the show. Wow. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Everybody knows the rules around here. Revert course. Unless you've got something a little bigger in your torpedo tubes, I'm
1: not turning around. Ben, we open with another uh, scene of wonder. We're doing this a lot where as the Voyager crew, we are bearing witness to something scientific and interesting. Mm -hmm. This time, do or do not, there is no trinary star (laughs) is what they're looking at. And, uh, it's so spectacular to most people, but to Ensign Kim, it's almost like he's seen this a bunch of times before.
0: Didn't we already pass a trinary system like this? Feels familiar, oddly familiar. Yeah. And, uh... There is a Vulcan way of describing what that is. Paradoxical state-dependent associated phenomenon. And there's a French way of describing what that is.
1: Déjà vu. Every seven years, my people experience déjà vu. (laughs) (laughs) Where we could swear we've been this horny before. (laughs) We just can't place where exactly.
0: Yeah. So uh, as they're discussing this, a ship pulls up to them and a captain that is just piled with loaf hails them up and seems to be friendly enough. My respects to you. I'm Albin, captain of the Narada. Despite his ominous amount of loaf. He seems like a
1: total pro. Yeah. Like the way he says this, he's like, hey, saw your ship, didn't recognize it, thought we'd check it out, you know. Seems like a very unique, interesting design you got there. I mean, we are also kind of on a Star Trek, so I'm sure <laughs> you know how this goes.
0: <laughs> I introduced myself and my <laughs> ship, you introduce yourself and your ship. It seems very perfunctory, professional-
1: Actions and words on both sides of yeah. the view screen here, but one person involved does not have any chill at all. Yeah,
0: Raising shields and firing phasers.
1: Ensign Kim has zero chill. Kim shoots first.
0: He really pulls a Greedo here.
1: It really isn't Ensign Kim's reputation either. He usually uh, waits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Usually makes sure that the other person has shot yeah. uh, before he takes care of shooting his own. Phaser we're still trying to figure that out
1: I was surprised in two ways one that you could transfer controls from one station to another and Two that an ensign would have the ability to do it.
0: Oh interesting. Yeah, he does kind of snatch it away from Tuvok without asking but it's all over the interface It's like, you know, they have that thing now on on Macs where you can like control your iPad screen with the mouse from your desktop like it sort of seems like he just clicked and dragged Two Fox browser over to his, his window. If this were possible in like a contemporary workplace,
1: I would have been caught mm-hmm. surfing the internet a dozen times a day. <laughs> like if, if you could just snatch what was on my screen and pull it over to your workstation. Oh. Yeah. I would have been fired a thousand times over. All right now, Womberg. I'm I'm kinda busy.
0: Adam, again, you can't do the New York Times crossword puzzle all day on company time.
1: Yeah. Adam, what is a live journal?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's this wordle you seem to be so interested in? Yeah. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. We
1: come back after the theme and it is a fucking firefight.
0: Yeah, it's bad. The ship that they are fighting has equal or better combat capability to the Voyager. And it is not experiencing a shortage of torpedoes. The torpedoes are raining down. Voyager. Get
1: us out of here. Do you think this is kind of a rarity, the strategic equality of these two ships in Star Trek? I always feel like Voyager could kick ass or get its ass kicked, but so few of these skirmishes are like this.
0: Yeah, where it's... they could like battle to a draw. Right. I feel like they were like kind of afraid of the Kazon more because they were like huge ships and in great numbers. Yeah. But yeah, like. Usually it's like the Borg totally overmatched them. And
1: few people have the guts to fight the Vidians head on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. You usually have to blow up a parallel universe version of your own ship to kill Vidians. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, bangers are getting dropped all over the place. And it's not just exclusive to the bridge. We cut around the ship and damage is all over, including in engineering where BLT takes a shot to the face. Yeah, We don't see the, the busted hose, but it's clearly a busted hose <laughs> shooting a bunch of plasma at her.
0: Yeah. The firefight ends more or less with victory going to Voyager. They're not killing these people, but uh, they have taken out their weapons array and the, the ship recedes and, and everybody kind of turns on the bridge to look at Harry like, Harry, what the fuck?
1: I want to know exactly what you thought you were doing. I love Janeway here. Like she ends the fight bringing the wood as hard as she can at this other ship, turns them away and then carries that same amount of aggression right into Kim.
0: <laughs> He's trying to explain himself. He's like that whole welcome to Nassari territory line was a bunch of bullshit. They were not, in fact, welcoming us. They were getting ready to shoot us. And uh, there is no strong evidence to support his case. I'm suspending you from duty.
1: It's a uniquely Star Trek conflict where it's less about him having not followed orders and gone rogue and more about, wow, you're really acting strangely. Maybe you should get that (laughs) checked out while you're suspended. (laughs) Yeah. Because like in a military vessel, that would be like the top line thing. Like you shot without me ordering you to shoot. We can't have that on the bridge.
0: You know what captains hate having to say more than anything is, we haven't fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. It pisses us off. We don't like it. So go down to Six Bay, get that gash on your head looked at. And uh, in the meantime, you're off duty. Security officer Kevin Nealon (laughs) is going to escort you down there.
1: When you're suspended from your bridge duties, Do you still get to use the holodeck or are you confined to quarters?
0: Oh, I don't know. seems like the privilege of partying with a sideschlong guy would be something that you would want to remove from somebody that's misbehaved the way Harry has.
1: I mean, depending on what you're into, that could also be a form of punishment. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) But what is also a form of punishment is... By Kim going to Six Bay, he gets to witness what his decisions have wrought.
0: Belana almost got killed. It's my fault. Yeah. The consequences of his action are that BLT looks like somebody who stayed at her post.
1: Yeah. She looks like someone who got a little too aggressive with the chocolate cake. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like the pictures of a toddler given a cake too early for their age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it looks like she dipped her face and hands into that cake.
0: Yeah. Of course, in. Do it. Listen to me very be carefully, because I'm only going to say this once. Do <laughs> it. Cass is the one person on the ship that does not seem to be super pissed off at Harry. She's uh, very sweet with him.
1: Harry, you can't undo what's been done.
0: But he feels super guilty about this. And, you know, he like was very certain of himself before, but is now in retrospect wondering what came over him. And um, it's kind of a shocking moment for him, too. I love the
1: emotional bends of a cast telling you that you're doing the best you can, man. Like it's tough out here. And Kim going, "All right, thanks. You're really making me feel better." And then sauntering back out into the waiting arms of this yeah, guy with the yeah. dustbuster.
0: Young Kevin Nealon did not uh, get distracted and walk away.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's not over it. He's not over it then. He's not over it that night when he's trying to sleep.
0: Yeah. Harry has a bad dream featuring freshened up BLT and young Harry Kim with uh, mandakken pox and his mom, who is very disappointed with him.
1: All you need is some uh, mandala mine lotion (laughs) for those pox,
0: right? I don't know about that. Yeah. He wakes up and... uh, Tries to splash some water on his face, looks in the mirror, and he's looking like Mr. Timison with these patches around the fringes of his face. Ah, there you are, my dear. Where have
1: you been? I've been waiting for you. You don't look in the mirror in Star Trek without seeing something fucked up looking back at you, right? <laughs> there are no regular mirror looks.
0: Yeah. It's either a jump scare or a loaf situation.
1: <laughs> I wish we lived in bathrooms a little longer on Star Trek 2 because like the way the sink works by pulling it out. I want to know more about like is it carpeted in your bathroom? Cuz that's Oh yeah. I've got some feelings about that that
0: I don't love. That's the way the elderly do things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I, I mean you could argue that Starfleet Chips are ships of the elderly in a lot of ways, right? In form and function. So,
0: true. Yeah. So, these patches on Harry's face are enough to send him back to Six Bay, where the doc explains that, uh, Medically, these are not a problem, but like Mr. Timison, he will have to commit suicide in a couple of decades. Setting a standard age for the resolution makes it uniform for everybody. Yes, I hadn't really thought of it that way. I love
1: how much Mr. Timison is being brought up as a, uh, as a concern. Like, <laughs> let us never forget Mr. Timison.
0: Yeah, his daughter was Ro to We got we to gotta keep that guy in our hearts. I know. My father taught me to cherish the
1: resolution. One of the great dads.
0: Yeah, seriously. Smashed Loxana. That was good. If that is my only reason to stay alive.
1: It's not enough.
0: Almost. Almost. But not
1: quite. In Six Bay, I couldn't help but wonder if Kim is being suspended, why is he wearing his uniform around all the time? (laughs) Instead of off-duty clothing? Yeah. The more I thought about this, the more I figured that it would have looked weirder if he did, right?
0: I guess so, yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to lean into his suspension just yet.
1: And also, everyone's casual clothing is so brightly colored and fun. I feel like it would have been a, a visual contrast against the vibe you were supposed to have when you're with him, right?
0: I did read that there was a deleted scene in this episode where Harry goes from the sink over to his closet and he's like, I just don't feel like I have an outfit dour enough to reflect the fact that I'm off duty right now.
1: So he goes into Neelix's closet <laughs> and it's like nothing but Kess's old onesies. <laughs>
0: I thought they were very distinguished. BLT is waking up while... They are talking uh, over in the corner of Six Bay, and uh, she is in rough shape. She's going to need to spend at least another day, but she's all better. She and Harry kind of joke around a little bit, and Harry's like, (laughs) what happened to you I kind of feel like is my fault. And so he marches up to the ready room and throws himself on the mercy of the captain.
1: I thought it was weird how short he stopped in his apology, though to blt because like he walks right up to the line of telling her why he would apologize because at the time blt is like what what do you have to worry about man like shit happens we're in star trek like eventually you're <laughs> gonna take a girder to the head or your uh, uniform full of italian sausage is gonna explode if you work in engineering, like these things happen. But Kim does not tie off the conversation in a way that he takes full responsibility for.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess he feels like that's something he's reserving for the captain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And boy, oh boy, when Kim walks into Janeway's office, he's totally erect.
0: Yeah. Like he's waiting to be told to add ease. It's like the most military feeling moment I can remember in a long time in this show.
1: Yeah, and a reminder of how low an ensign is. Like, this is how she, he should be walking into Janeway's office every day.
0: It's how he should walk onto the bridge, you know? Yeah. He's throwing himself on her mercy, and she actually has some good news for him. His suspicion was right. That, that sudden feeling of suspicion and loathing that he had when he saw the ship was justified.
1: I was surprised by this, because it seemed like during the initial investigation, uh, there would not be anything that indicated that this other ship was weapons hot.
0: It did not. But uh, that Tetrion surge, it could have been anything, but they went through the data and found that it was, in fact, their weapons heating up.
1: Which brings us back to the larger question.
0: How did I know? They walk out onto the bridge and they're getting attacked by more of these ships. But Harry Kim has an idea of where they can go to be safe.
1: Yeah, I mean, it worked out pretty well before, his weird feelings (laughs) about things in this area, so...
0: Let's throw the safety of the ship on the... Yeah, using
1: that as a justification for choosing Kim's suggestion here is how things play out.
0: Yeah, weird. This gets weirder as it goes on.
1: Voyager falls out of warp in the system that Harry directed them to, and when he sees a planet on screen, he says, "Teresia."
0: Yeah. I already like it. This is the planet from his dream. And uh, it's a great planet because this planet sends a ship out to take out the bad guys, the Nasari, right away. They don't even ask.
1: <laughs> we get a couple of scenes like this in this episode where ships just pass each other on their way to other things. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like the first instance of that. This is great.
0: Yeah. Once the Nasari bug out, they get a message from the Theresian vessel. Uh, this lady comes on the screen and she's like, oh, there's Harry Kim. That's the guy we've been looking for. Really glad you're here, bud. Yeah.
1: In front of everyone on the bridge.
0: Yeah. And she's got the same kind of patches around her face as he does. So yeah. uh, this is a real uh, a real surprising moment. You're
1: Tiresian. Welcome home.
0: What? They look related. So we get Harry Kim eyes to commercial. And when we come back, a Dustbuster Club have beamed down to this planet. And... uh Boy, what a welcoming committee they've got down here. It's a planet of babes, Adam. I know it all seems strange now, but you are one of us, Harry. Can't you feel it?
1: This is such like a throwback to the Gene Roddenberry dream of the sexual science fiction future, (laughs) where like you're a man and you beam down to a planet full of smoke shows. <laughs> and they don't just want to be friends. they need to fuck you for procreation. <laughs> Sometimes many of them at once.
0: And the bad news? Yeah, I was a little frightened at first because one of these ladies is Terminator 3. I know. I was like, ah, get her away.
1: <laughs> I like this car.
0: Get your phasers. <laughs> He gives him a kiss on the lips. She walks right up to him. She's great in this. She was great in Terminator 3, I thought. I agree. I thought she was one of the highlights of that movie. Yeah.
1: I think the highlight for me was seeing Judgment Day at the end. Mm. That was a pretty brave choice for an ending (laughs) to a movie.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, this is a, a big expo dump in this scene where the older of these ladies explains that, yeah, like you're not, in fact, human, you're Theresian. It's like your whole life up till now has been a study abroad, but now you're home.
1: We call these embryos ropes that we shoot into space, <laughs> and they just, uh, they land where they will, impregnating whatever planet's female population happens to be there. And Kim is very defensive of his own mother during the telling of this story. Yeah. It, it gets kind of dark here.
0: What did you do to her? My mother she would have thought you were her natural child some non-consensual impregnation yeah uh, seems to be core to the way Theresians reproduce which is pretty fucked up
1: it's a good thing Taman is there to kind of soften the hard edges of this story mm. and this new situation
0: because tamen's
1: like hey dude As he's being caressed by his own group of smoke shows.
0: (laughs) Don't be afraid to indulge yourself, Harry. I know this can be really hard to process (laughs) when this information gets imparted to you. But trust me, women will put their hands on you basically nonstop every waking hour for the rest of your life. So it's not all bad.
1: Unless you have sensitive face skin, this is really going (laughs) to
0: be great for you.
1: Look at my face being touched by all these women.
0: All of them at once. I know this is called Teresia, but I like to call it Planet Nurk. (laughs) Just nothing but nurking down here. Holy
1: shit, it's Howard Hamlin from Better Call Saul. You're a shitty lawyer, Howard. Fuck you, Jimmy. I couldn't believe that it's the same actor. And the Uh thing that tipped me off is his way of speaking. It's been, like, decades between this show and Better Call Saul, but, like, uh-huh. his voice hasn't changed at all.
0: Just enjoy yourself while you're here.
1: It was great to see a youthful version of this actor.
0: I haven't seen that show based on how bad Breaking Bad was. I,
1: I think you'll like Better Call Saul.
0: I just assume that Better Call Saul is also bad.
1: Well, you might give it a try. I, I like it a lot.
0: Oh. And this guy's in it? Yeah. Is he constantly surrounded by young women?
1: I think there's less face touching in that program than this.
0: (laughs) Sounds like you're pretty lucky. All the dudes are uh, expected to marry several ladies.
1: Yeah. This is a fact that uh, really delights Paris when (laughs) Taman tells him. Am I making any sense here?
0: Paris is like, can I get some of that DNA? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Lyris tells Janeway that Kim was the rope that traveled the furthest yeah.
0: to be implanted in the womb of an earth woman.
1: Probably one of the first ones they shot then, if that's the case, right?
0: Yeah. Or or he's the first to come back from as far away as, yeah. as he went. Very Founders-esque, actually, come to think of it. It is. We really panspermied the hell out <laughs> of these people. And uh, we're really impressed at how quickly you got back here. <laughs>
1: That thing that was happening on Voyager with Kim where he sort of knew things before they happened yeah, is kind of playing out while he's on the surface. He kind of knows how things work on this planet without being taught them.
0: Yeah, he knows how to use their very confusing looking forks when uh, Terminator 3 brings over some asparagus for him to try. I prepared it myself.
1: Yeah, no asparagus for you, Paris. <laughs> you get to sit in the corner and watch. Really? a good time so often has a downside doesn't it especially when it comes to stuff that you put in your birdie we've all been hungover before i mean many of us have i guess or we've had too much jazz in our gummy and that sucks right because you don't think about the time after the good time that you've been trying to have a good time That's why I like Labs so much. It's the predictability. Through painstaking trial and error, I have found my perfect dose. It's what I can depend on when I can use a little more chill, a little help getting into a creative headspace, and I don't need to have too much fun doing whatever it is I need to be doing. And I'm so glad that microdose is available nationwide. That means just about anyone can try it. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code SCARVES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com and the code is SCARVES.
0: One of the amazing things about making the greatest generation is getting to see all of the cool, creative stuff that the Friends of DeSoto make when we do a Code 47 episode. People send in handcrafted stuff all the time and... They send in their books, they send in paintings, they send in uh, crochet work. It's so cool. And uh, I want a few more of you to have websites to direct us to in those letters. I want you to put your beautiful work on display for the world so that when we get to look at it, we can tell people where to go to get a look at it themselves. And you don't have to know anything about building a website to build a website these days because you can use Squarespace. It'll look beautiful. No matter what kind of device people are looking at it on. Hell, you can even sell stuff using a Squarespace website. Don't make your cool, creative project captain's eyes only. Head to squarespace.com scarves for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code SCARVES to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till max fun drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly, incredibly fascinating. Find us by searching for the word "secretly" in your podcast app and at maximumfun.org. To get that flat planning a heist? Gold. Most of the away team beams back to the ship, and Harry Kim is like, "I'm gonna stick down here and." uh Keep eating some of the cooking from the locals. Yeah. Spiced Tatana. This could be exciting. And when they go back up, Doc Holloway starts showing Janeway what his research has revealed, which is that like all of the dormant genetic material in his DNA was actually h- hidden Theresian DNA that is now becoming more and more active as he got closer to this part of space. And uh, it's full of genetic memory. Like, that's why he, like, remembered all these things and had these instincts. And so it kind of seems like what the Teresians told everyone is true. Kim has been walking
1: around with hidden genes inside his normal genes. He's a Mm never-nude.
0: Is that exactly what it sounds like?
1: And it's a big reason why he's been walking around so stiffly.
0: Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Yes. Those are your Teresian genes. Yeah. Why he uses so much talc.
1: Right. He's kind of a person in a bottle that way, right? <laughs> like the Theresians shoot these ropes out into space, and then uh, if someone's yeah. lucky enough to find the note, yeah. maybe that could be a fun thing.
0: Down on the planet, uh, he has offered some chill-out drugs that uh, he refuses. I, I don't know why Starfleets are so stuck up about drugs.
1: Drugs can make you feel good. Why do they always refuse? Because these drugs sound even better than the ones a couple episodes ago. I know. It just lightens the mood. Yeah. And there's no side effects. Yeah. I mean, that was like the first thing you said. You'll like it. What are you afraid of, Kim?
0: <laughs> what about no side effects sounds bad to you? Yeah. I think I'll pass. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Malia and Taman are getting married later. <laughs> and Kim is invited. One interesting thing about this marriage, though, is that uh, Taman and his lady friend aren't exclusive. Yeah. No one's exclusive on Theresia. We'll all be joined with Taman tonight.
0: This is a, a one-guy-marrying-three-ladies wedding that they have planned for the evening. And Harry Kim is going to see how this goes. And uh, I, I feel like it'd be just so hard to ha- like have a conversation on this planet, like... Somebody is constantly coming up and like giving you a neck rub or like trying to rub your chest or whatever, stab you with drugs.
1: I wouldn't last very (laughs) long here. I mean, as fun as it seems initially, like I really do want to be left alone most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They kind of sense Kim's discomfort and offer him a change of clothes as if that's going to help things, right? Yeah. Why don't you get on out of that scratchy uniform and into something that drapes a little looser?
0: You look so encumbered in that pair of jeans that you're wearing over another pair of jeans. Yeah. Wouldn't a deep V be better? Everybody here wants you to be happy. Up in space, the Voyager has gone back to uh, confront the three Nasari ships that are just kind of like hanging around off in the distance. And they're like, hey, uh... (laughs) So we kind of got in a scrape before. Seemed like you were about to shoot us. And uh, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was because that one guy was on your ship. And I'm not going to fuck with you as long as he stays off your ship.
1: You may have noticed I I wasn't shooting at you this time. Pretty good reason for that. <laughs> that one guy's back on Theresia, which, by the way, is a place we've heard some pretty strange things about. <laughs> but Janeway isn't trying to hear the rumors about Theresia, which I think is strange. There's coffee and any facts you can give me.
0: She's like, I've seen what those people look like. They're all lovely. Look at you. Have you looked in a mirror recently? <laughs> You couldn't hold a candle to them. Janeway's
1: like, all right, cool. So I guess the rules of this interaction are as long as we don't have a Teresian on board, things will be fine with us. And he's like, yeah, but if Kim's back on board your ship the next time I see you, I'm going to start shooting and I'm not going to lose a minute of sleep over it. (laughs) So Voyager turns around and heads back to Teresia, except this time there is a shield grid protecting the planet that wasn't there before. And this comes as a surprise to everyone. Yeah. And it's also preventing them from getting a hold of Harry Kim. They've been shut
0: out. Harry doesn't even know that they're back in orbit.
1: This is a private wedding ceremony. It's like when celebrities get married, they don't want helicopters flying over. That's what this is about,
0: right? Right. Yeah. There's tons of secrecy yeah. surrounding it. So, yeah, he goes to this wedding. He's uh, he's changed into something a little bit more comfortable, but I wouldn't quite call it wedding attire.
1: No. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the- the invites apparently said Deep V Casual.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a tasteful V, I guess. I guess. It's not too plunging.
0: Well, no. So everybody gets a a, a bow staff.
1: You'd think everyone be, would be wearing pineapple patterned clothing on this planet, right? <laughs> Given what
0: that means. Yeah, he should have just put on his, uh, his Hawaiian shirt from a couple of episodes ago. He would have been perfectly dressed. Pineapple motif. Uh, that would be great. You want to be
1: the guy that brings a pineapple to a wedding as a wedding gift <laughs> you're <Maybe laughs> Harry Kim.
0: So we see this wedding ceremony and Harry Kim actually like knows how to do all the things. And uh, part of the ceremony is putting a, uh, a blindfold on Taemin and tying his hands up like he's being bound to his new brides.
1: Kind of like this. I like watching this go down. I think Kim likes watching this too. Do you find it exciting?
0: When the joining is complete, still blindfolded, Taman is kind of ushered out by his veiled brides, and uh, everybody expresses their excitement by banging their bow staffs against the floor. The joining is complete.
1: This is an interesting scene because it is the realization of what you need to do when you're a creative writer for Star Trek, right? Like, what (laughs) does an alien wedding look like? What are the things they might do? For this one, it's body paint, uh, a blindfold, and some long sticks. Doesn't seem too crazy.
0: Yeah. I know that people out there have redone the wedding ceremony of Worf and Jadzia Mm -hmm. in real life. I wonder if anybody has done the Theresean wedding ceremony.
1: (laughs) I think that would be great.
0: Yeah. I mean, if there are poly people in the, in the Trek (laughs) community, which I am sure there are, why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This would be awesome. Invite us to one of these weddings.
0: Yeah. Let us come. We'll, uh, (laughs) I don't know, DJ it or something.
1: If you have to blindfold me, that's fine.
0: <laughs> Just don't tell the misses.
1: <laughs> when the ceremony is over, Kim ducks out to blow in a call to Voyager. And when he can't do that, Lyris kind of reassures him that it's nothing to worry about and gives him a, hey, don't worry about a drink.
0: Yeah, don't sweat it. Which
1: I immediately thought was suspicious. I, I didn't want him to drink this drink. Oh, yeah. But it didn't turn out being anything.
0: It's probably got some of that relaxation drug in it. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful, Harry. Everything does. Yeah, you should at least ask, right? You should. Before you drink something down here? Yeah. If you're worried about psychoactive substances?
1: Be a good idea. It's considerate is what it is.
0: It would be considerate. So back on Voyager, Chakotay and the captain check in on six bay where the doctor's like hey you know all that stuff i said before about the dna lying dormant in his system (laughs) turns out that was a lie he's human (laughs) yes
1: so what's going on here are like the genes inside are busting through the genes outside sort of like a a real uh, bruce banner turning into the
0: hulk situation it turns out a teresian is not the father (laughs) and Kim just picked up a bad case of Teresian DNA on an away mission at some point. This is a scam.
1: This would have been a good moment for a Born This Way remix version of a song written uh-huh. with custom lyrics about Kim and his genes, but I didn't have time to write it or put it right. together.
0: You, you also, I, uh, I noticed, didn't have time to make a tiki beverage or, or prepare to... Uh, Fulfill your obligations in any other way.
1: No, yeah, you got the bare minimum for me today, Ben.
0: Hey, you're putting up with a puppy. That's more than the bare minimum. But but we need that tiki drink at some point, not too distant future. I get it. Before the end of season three, you got to make up the tiki. All
1: right. Okay. Objection noted. We'll do this without you. Do it. Do it. Objection noted. We'll do this without you. Do it. Do it. Do it. I like the callback here. Kim may have been infected on the away mission on that planet full of seductive travelers. Oh, yeah. That's fun. I mean, that's probably a trading card here with these Star Trek Voyager cards. Like, it just gives you a <laughs> star date and you're supposed to remember what episode it's from. Yeah. Star date 50698. The doctor neglects to mention anything about he went crazy and tried to murder people on that very same mission which I thought was great Like, you'll clearly remember it was the away mission with the Christmas tree farm and those interesting travelers and absolutely nothing else happened
0: there wasn't really anything remarkable about that mission until now and now that we know that Harry caught this illness on that mission that, that kind of became the first and most interesting thing
1: back on Theresia one of the babes Walks Kim back to bed. This is like going home after a date. Like, this is not stopping in a driveway and the date gets out and goes in. Like, this date goes right. all the way back into the bedroom. Get into bed. In the most seductive way possible.
0: Harry kind of makes a joke about this. Like, he asks if she's going to tuck him in. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that as as a ploy. Like, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's just a tradition. It's like something that parents do to their kids. That's sweet. I kind of feel like that... Uh, Dumps a bucket of water on the idea that they're gonna hook up, like putting it in that way,
1: yeah, because the mention of parents and kids is uh <laughs> is a nice <laughs> pitcher of cold water on the junk, yeah, on any date.
0: I mean, a lot of people you know, go home with somebody after a wedding in particular and hook up, you know, yeah, but uh that's not really the mood that Harry is in.
1: the babe can tell, so she starts rubbing some aromatherapy liquid onto his face (laughs) and this makes his dreams get
0: really weird again she says this will help with some of those dark splotchy bits
1: the essence of rica flowers (laughs) it's very soothing applied directly to the forehead
0: yeah he has another crazy crazy dream and uh this one involves a lot of making out with this lady on the ship and down on the planet and making out with other ladies as well and uh, when he wakes up he is uh, he's got uh, Rena and Elian in his bed with him. What are you doing here?
1: They want his clarinet big time.
0: Yeah. They really do.
1: Only Kim doesn't want to play
0: it for them. Look, I appreciate the offer, but I'd really rather be alone. He he doesn't like that they just kind of don't respect his touch bubble. Like <laughs> they won't keep her, their hands off of him and he's kind of made his desires known. He starts putting on his shoes and they're like, "No, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Like stay here." with us and so he starts to kind of mimic some of the stuff from the wedding which is uh, blindfolding, gagging <laughs> tying people to chairs and uh, eventually clubbing Rinna in the back of the head to knock her out
1: this was a real escalation I thought it's one thing to tie some people up but yikes yeah. like a skull <laughs> fracture to one of the babes ouch
0: Rinna really catches it Sorry about that.
1: This is all the feelings of a jailbreak, right? Because Kim escapes out into the hallway, and he's skulking around, and uh, he finally knocks on Taman's door, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, Taman, you in there? Fucking, you fucking right now? <laughs> it's Harry. Can I come in? I really need your help. I'm kind of freaked out here. What you don't do after you suspect the the door you've knocked on is filled with fuckers is just go into that room.
0: I know. He's like, it doesn't smell like sex precisely. What is that smell, actually?
1: Oh, he finds out. He finds out and finds Taman's desiccated, drained body. <laughs> and the creepiest part of it is how big his smile is.
0: <laughs> yeah, Taman looks like he uh, checked into a room at the Royale.
1: Yeah. Here's to feeling good all the way to the end. <laughs>
0: Samuel knew that if you've got to win, you've got to play, but uh, Mm. Harry does not want to play. And he takes a sharp object from the bedside table and is uh, heading toward the door when it opens up and Terminator 3 comes in and Harry holds this knife to her neck and makes her explain what happened. And she's like, oh yeah, like we... There's three girls to every boy in a marriage here because we use all of the cells in their body in order to conceive a child. It's the only way we can reproduce here.
1: They use all parts of the boy buffalo. <laughs> if Malia had been the same character as the one that uh, she played in Terminator 3, the scene would have ended a lot differently.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would have been Harry's ass. Yeah.
1: But as it is, Harry throws her onto the bed like knocking over the other babe Yeah, like so many bowling pins and he gets the hell out of there
0: that he does but he's brought a knife to a bow staff fight and he uh, is pretty quickly surrounded by ladies holding these ceremonial sticks and uh, no! the fight gets pretty rugged
1: <laughs> yeah it really makes you wonder how much of a beating you could take and still fuck you know
0: I will let you do this to me. I guess so.
1: (laughs) Did you notice all the doors look very vaginal on this planet, on Teresia?
0: I did notice that. Yeah. They've got a real aesthetic down there.
1: That's a nice detail. I can never find the doorbell, though. You know, like. Yeah.
0: It's like. (laughs) Did you see how Harry had to get into Damon's door? (laughs) It's not the way to do it, man. You want to ease yourself in. I'm knocking louder
1: and harder and faster, but like I. That's all I know how to do.
0: <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. So they're, like, telling him he can't escape while the Voyager beams him up, and uh, they get him out of there just in time. They've, like, pushed through the shielding surrounding the planet, and uh, they're sort of caught in the middle, right? The Teresians and the Nassari are uh, shooting at Voyager and at each other, but the second Voyager gets out from in between them. They're allowed to fly away. Yeah. And, uh They leave a space battle in the rearview mirror.
1: Pretty great. Just ships passing in the night. Voyager doesn't want any part of this. Let's not give them a chance to change their mind.
0: What did this episode not have any of up until now? Cringe-inducing Neelix scenes.
1: Oh, finally.
0: (laughs) So the button on the episode is Harry Kim telling the story of Odysseus and the sirens to Neelix. And neelix like pinching his cheek like he's like a weird aunt (laughs) neelix is so
1: weird in this scene this scene itself is totally weird i wondered why it was here they didn't need it
0: they didn't need it like the harry blowing smoke up paris's ass and then paris blowing smoke right back up harry's ass like Everything about the scene was like, what is this? Get this out of here. Hey, friend, I
1: like the way you seduce. <laughs> hey, buddy, right back at you.
0: I like the way you do your job and are good at it and things.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about this ending, but do you know how you feel about the episode? Did you like it? I'm giving you an order. I'm giving you an order. Is that understood?
0: I'm giving you an order. I'm giving you You have just crossed the line. I think overall, I liked it on the level of it being that kind of vintage horny trek. Mm -hmm. It's very Roddenberry feeling in the way you described.
1: Yeah. It seems impossible that Roddenberry didn't write at least portions of this story.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But it's fun. Like, it doesn't go over the line too many times into the like gross or skeevy. So I guess uh, overall, I liked it. Yeah. Pretty entertaining. Sure. I don't think it's like that smart an episode, but uh but it's it's good fun, dumb track, I would say.
1: It is kind of a throwback. The last couple episodes have felt that way, I think. They really have. They felt like early seasons TNG. Yeah. I like the episode for the same reasons, Ben. It also crystallized an idea for me that was like the idea of a character vacation as being Mm -hmm. something that many of the Voyager crew have gotten to do this season, and this being sort of Kim's turn. Chakotay got a turn. Kes got a turn. BLT got a turn. They've all had their episode where they're central to the story and they've either become someone else. I mean, the Doctor got a turn, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, that seems to be a theme of the season, really. Everyone having a turn, becoming someone different from who they are. And I thought that was an interesting play on it for and kim one thing about what kim goes through though i found very interesting was that kim never feels any of the emotions of living a lie once he's told that his entire life is a lie like that part <laughs> is totally glossed over yeah in a way that i really could have added some pathos to it like it didn't need to be a long drawn out thing but he's momentarily upset about what may have happened to his mom but he's way less upset about the idea of thinking he was something that he wasn't the whole time. And right. That truth being hidden from him. And,
0: and there should be some like body horror to it. Yes, too, Right. Like his yeah. genetics were being rewritten.
1: It's unclear how much of that was the DNA at work. Yeah. And how much of it was Kim seeing a way out of his circumstances. But yeah, that was a weird angle that the episode didn't take. And I was curious about why.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, it seemed like maybe they just didn't have enough time, but, uh... You
1: can't take out that final scene, Ben. You gotta leave no. that in there. No time for <laughs> anything else.
0: Well, uh, we can't take out these Priority One messages, Adam. Should we, uh, go check, see what's in the inbox?
1: I mean, if we can't take them out, we gotta put them in.
0: Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Need a supplemental income. Supplemental income? Supplemental. Supplemental. Yeah, it's extra. but the interest alone, could be enough to buy this ship! Uh, just one priority, one message today, Adam. It's from Timo. Timo. Uh, and it is to Ben and Adam. goes like this. I'm a big Voyager fan. I fondly remember watching it on Saturdays. Unfortunately, I'm losing my eyesight, which means that it is getting harder to enjoy TV shows. Your podcast and commentary not only bring me a lot of enjoyment throughout the week, it helped me to enjoy a, men- a dimension of Star Trek that is otherwise inaccessible to me. Thank you. Whoa. Wow. Tebow, I, uh, I I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, and I'm uh, really sorry to hear you're losing your eyesight. That is a really tough thing to go through. I'm really surprised
1: to hear that we are providing a service
0: <laughs> in this case. Yeah. I'd say that the one upside is that you're never going to have to look at Neelix's feet ever again.
1: I mean, one other upside is you might never have to look at me or Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Any rewatch you do, you will not see the back of Tuvix's head.
1: Yeah, big plus.
0: Yeah, I know that those are, you know, merely silver linings to a pretty a pretty tough thing. But, uh, you know, just trying to look on the uh, bright side.
1: Yeah, thanks for writing in, Timo. Happy to contribute in some small way to your enjoyment of Star Trek.
0: Indeed. Thanks for getting a P1. And if folks out there would like to get a P1... Go ahead and head to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Set it up today. I'm Captain Captain Janewell, The
1: U.S.N. for Captain Captain Janeway. The
0: U.S.N. for this. Hey, Adam. What's that, Ben? Did you find yourself a drunk Shimoda? Incredible. Drunk, drunk Shimoda! Shimoda!
1: I mean, Paris doesn't have a lot to do this episode, but what he does do is hilarious to me. I have never
0: seen so many beautiful women in my life.
1: The, the way he gets his junk stomped on the surface <laughs> with all of these babes basically in service to Kim and totally ignoring him yeah, is big fun. Uh, B-Dunk's doing a lot here in a nonverbal way to express how disappointed he is and how this is going down. Uh, I just thought it was big, big fun. I mean- Maybe the most fun part of the episode for me was just looking around for Kim yeah, and seeing how he'd respond in a situation like this. What about you?
0: Yeah, like I was going to give it to Taman, but in thinking about why I was going to give it to Taman, I think I'm actually going to shift that on to Paris because I kind of feel like if Paris had been in Harry's situation and escaped and seen the desiccated corpse of Taman he would have been like, oh. So they're just going to fuck me to death? Cool. I'm heading back to my room. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to reconsider that, Harry. Doesn't sound half bad.
1: It's remarkably cool with this. <laughs> I mean, you bring up an interesting point. Did he know this was coming?
0: I don't think he did. I also thought about what did Taman look like before he started looking the way the Theresians do. Like, oh, right. What if Taman was like a Vedean before?
1: Maybe the uh, Theresians have the cure for the Vadian phage, and it's just getting <laughs> fucked to death
0: on <laughs> Teresia. What if he looked like a Nassari? What yeah. if he had all that loaf, and then it, it like slowly went away?
1: You know what? That would have been really interesting if that's why the Nassari hate the Theresians.
0: Yeah. It's got to be part of it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there, it seems like there's more story left on this
0: bone. More to be explored here, but... Uh... We'll have to see what, uh, what happens next week. I'm going to tell you about our next episode, which is season three, episode 21, Before and After. Kes begins traveling backwards through time from the moment of her death. With each shift, she comes closer to a solution, but she also grows months and years younger at a time. Huh,
1: I didn't think that's how it was going to go for her.
0: It sounds like that wharf episode toward the end of uh, TNG, where he comes like unmoored in time.
1: Do you think there's a chance that Kes enters a Batleth tournament?
0: <laughs> yeah, I could see her winning champion standing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> many people were maimed.
0: <laughs> uh, well, to find out how we will be doing that episode, I've got to head to gach.biz slash game, where we keep the game of buttholes, the will of the caretaker. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Set up my roll here. We are on square 29 at the moment, right toward the end of the third row. The only thing I think we can hit is that delta flyer square, which would take us up to a measure of a man Hmm. on square 87. You're required to learn as you play. Roll. All right. I'm going to go ahead and roll this bone. What do you say? Roll it.
1: Did I win?
0: Hardly. Wow. I I kept us on the third row, Adam. I rolled a one and we advanced to square 30.
1: Wow. We're at the end of the third row where we belong, Mm -hmm. where somehow we'll end up staying, even though (laughs) next week's roll will have to kick us up to the fourth.
0: Right. It just seems inevitable that we kind of stay down here in the lower quadrant of the board. Yeah. Well, that'll be next week. In the meantime, anybody that enjoys the program, uh, get ready. The Max Fun Drive is coming really soon. It's right around the corner. It's like two weeks out, right?
1: Everyone knows. It's the best time to support the greatest generation and the greatest discovery.
0: Yeah. And uh, we're hoping folks will support both shows. We have uh, some really exciting ideas for bonuses if, uh, if that happens. And we already have tons and tons of bonus episodes in the member feed. So uh, get ready. Get those wallets ready to go. We uh, really appreciate the hard work of Windy Pretty, the producer of the Uxbridge Shimoda family of products. We also appreciate... Bill Tilly, the Card Daddy, who runs the At Greatest Trek social media accounts, and Adam Ragusea, who made all the original theme music for this show, and uh, of course based his work off of uh, what Dark Materia did with the Picard song all those years ago.
1: Hey, if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, Mm. this week the Double Dumbass Tour is going to be in Boston, Brooklyn, and Washington, D.C., so we hope to see... A ton of friends at DeSoto at those three shows. We're going to be meeting Windy Pretty in in real life for the first time. For the first time! (laughs) In Washington, D.C. this week. I'm excited and nervous to do that. It's going to be fun.
0: I hope she doesn't kick our asses.
1: I mean, we deserve it. We've given her a ton of guff.
0: Yeah, we do give her a ton of guff. But uh, come out to the shows. We'll see you there. Really looking forward to getting back into some of our favorite venues on the East Coast and uh, drinking tons and tons of wine. If you're coming to that City Winery show, get ready to take some to the Dome with us. Yeah, that
1: that is a reliably fun show, the years that we've done it at City Winery. It's going to be great. Come on out. It'll be fun. Promise.
0: With that, we will be back at you next week with another great episode of Star Trek Voyager and an episode of The Greatest Generation Voyager where Adam and I try various anti-aging skin creams to see if we can uh, follow the trajectory of Cass.
1: I could use some of that, especially around my eyes. Yeah. I Getting baggy. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Baggy and crinkly. I've been meaning to say something. Yeah. (laughs) It's no good.